0: Thank you very much. Good morning, Mark. Uh, Let's start with the the news this week that Sorba Thomas has gone on loan to Blackburn. Can you just talk to me a little bit more about the thinking behind that and and how that can benefit Huddersfield Town?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Sorba's a good boy and uh, we wish him all the best there with his loan move till the end of the season. And we just felt that um, we just needed to freshen up the squad, which we have done, which has been excellent, especially with the work that um, Lee from Bay, the recruitment guys and Dave Baldwin, with all his experience from the Premier League. Um, he's used that and utilised that knowledge and, and got a lot of good deals done in the areas of the pitch. And as I've said, um, of recent, we've had uh, two very good wins uh, and uh, we had a good performance also against Luton. We're unfortunate to lose late on and, a, and a, an important draw there away to Hull, who are an informed side. And unfortunately, Sorba wasn't getting uh, minutes um, and we just felt that it would be beneficial for him to go out and play. Um, He's very much a player that wants to play games and he just didn't find himself getting enough minutes, you know. Um, And this could happen, you know, he's still a young, developing player. And uh, as I said, uh, we've got to focus on the squad that we have moving forward now.
0: You've always had a very honest relationship with the players. Was it a move that he came to you and said, I want to play, please can we sort this out? Effectively, did he ask to to go somewhere where he could get more opportunities?
1: Not at all, to be honest with you. I haven't really had much conversation with Sorba in recent weeks. Um, It was more a a club decision. And uh, like I said, we wish him well, but we're very focused on what we're doing moving forward. And um, We've got some very good players in these areas of the pitch which uh, Sorba was playing in. And it's a real uh, credit to the squad that they went and had two back-to-back wins the first time that the club's done all season. And also, like I, I touched on, an important performance against Luton and uh, a really strong draw there up at uh, Hull at the weekend who are a very informed form uh, side, you know. So for me, it was just about... Uh, Focusing on the squad we have and uh, as I said, it was a really natural progression that Sor- Sorba wanted to go out and get some minutes Um he felt like he wasn't getting enough minutes and uh, we've supported him on it, you know, and uh, we're going to focus on things moving ahead.
0: Is it a gamble? I mean, certainly from the outside looking in, people will go, well, hang on, this guy's gone to the World Cup, he's hugely creative, you know, he, he generates an awful lot of opportunities, so... Is it a risk letting him leave the club for the rest of the season?
1: Um, I think it was just something that we talked about as a staff. We wanted to support the players there in the the offensive areas, you know, and we've got players who have come in, like Matthew Loughton, who's been a Premier League player and a player who's played in the Championship. And as I said, he's not a development player. He's a guy that's been there and done it. Um, And just unfortunately, SORB was found in that position. Matthew's excelled in recent weeks. And also, we have to remember, we'll have Oliver Turton, who's coming back as well, who's an excellent player. Um, and in the offensive areas, we've made really strong additions like Anthony Lockhart and so on. So we're really focused on what we're doing and uh, we're looking forward to the games ahead. We wish Shorba all the best.
0: Yeah, of course. One last one on this. Why alone, rather than do a deal with Blackburn? You've made no secret of the fact that there isn't an awful lot of money to spend at the moment, so why not cash in?
1: I think it's more about just uh, the club's uh, decision, you know, Catherine, like the club's uh, decided to go along that route. And uh, for me, you know, I support it. Um, I really believe in the work that um, Dave Baldwin and Lee Bromby and the recruitment guys are doing. And they work uh, 24-7 and you could see that with the additions we've had in the window. Everything's been so positive, you know, and as I said, these things are something that I'm not really focused on. I'm I'm very much focused on what we're doing on a day-to-day basis with the squad in terms of what we're training is and how we're prepared going into these massive games because we all know what we're we're, uh, underlying feeling is and that's to move up this table as quick as we can for the fans.
0: Okay. Um, and, and just to, to wrap up on that, certainly from your side of things, there's no bad feeling there. It is a lone move. There is every possibility that we could still see sober Thomas in a Huddersfield Town shirt in the future.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, you could look at like uh, young Josh Karoma coming in and uh, uh, also we, we are so... Super- Supporting the guys, you know, and you've all seen with the, the way I go about my business that I'm always fair with the players. If they're performing and they're showing a good level of uh, concentration and they show that they're determined to come into the squad and do well and win games, then they'll always get their chance, whether they're a young player or an older player, or they've just come back in from loan. We very much support our players here at Huddersfield Town, um, and we, we are very focused on what we're doing moving forward as a club.
0: Let's talk about Anthony Knockhart then, one of the other new faces. Is he back training with you yet?
1: No, Anthony's not training. Anthony's actually arrived with uh, bruising in his bone. He took a kick on his foot um, when he came back from his loan in Greece. And uh, it's been scanned from the doctor and everything like that. There's no underlying issue. It's just the the pain um, issues when he's uh, moving and so on. But he's progressing really well. And I think he's going to be back on the the pitch uh, with the team really quickly now.
0: So uh, any kind of timescale on that? Clearly not this weekend if he's not trained, but when might we see him?
1: Catherine, you know me, I never put a timescale on anything. Um, You know, I leave it to the medical guys, they're the experts. And as I said, I've got a really strong squad there and working well with the guys. They look really focused and determined. Even after the disappointment of not having Morgane at the weekend, I think it's probably been the best training session I've had since I've been in the building. We travelled back from Blackpool, and we all arrived here and we went out and we did a good hour and a half session. And I have to be honest, it was the best session I've had since I've been in the club. There was a real focus and uh, determination about the session and the guys are in a serious mood now to go and start winning games again and uh, climb this table.
0: What about Lee Nichols?
1: How's he getting on? Lee's had an operation. He'll be out for the rest of the season, which is unfortunate. Um, he's a fantastic keeper. Not only is he a good keeper, but he's a really good person and he's a big leader in the group as well. So we're going to miss him dearly. Um, but young Nick stepped up with the. Uh, I keep saying the weekend against the game of Hull, um, and he was uh, for me really outstanding. Uh, and that's what we are as a club, Catherine. You know we support our young lads. We've shown that the way the young lads have stepped in and they've excelled and had some amazing performances in a very difficult season where from the first quarter of the season there was not a lot of points on the table. They've handled the disappointment excellent and they've come in and they've found levels of consistency which has been very pleasing and Nick comes into that bracket. We're all really focused and supporting him um, and he, and he's doing, he's doing ever so well.
0: That is a huge blow to lose Lee Nichols for the rest of the season, though. Is that sort of escalated maybe more seriously than you'd first anticipated? Because when he originally did the injury, it, it looked kind of something of nothing. And, and now he's out for the season. So what's happened?
1: It's just like uh, discussed earlier, Catherine. You know, I'm not a doctor or a medical expert. So I've got to rely on the facts which have been given back from our guys. That's uh, They do a brilliant job here. And uh, they, they've all decided that Lee's needed an operation. And uh, I mean, first and foremost, uh, we'll support him and his recovery. And he's a great guy. He's always about the group at the moment, very positive. And it's never easy when you have a serious injury like that, as well as a player. Uh, and he's got to just show now a mental toughness moving on. And as I said, we'll fully focus on who's fit and available moving into the weekend's game and uh, what we're going to do in the future.
0: Great to see Nick Bilokopich getting his opportunity and and doing well so far, but you have talked previously about bringing in some extra cover. Does that put even greater impetus on finding another goalkeeper, knowing that Lee's not going to be available?
1: Listen, the club's always looking to improve. You know, that's the way we are as a club. We're a very forward-thinking club and we're always looking to recruit well and add players that are going to make an impact, not just take players for the sake of it, you know. And there's a lot of thought and processes that go on behind the scenes in doing these transfers. What I would say is that as a club, we really rate Nick Kylie. And you could see in the performances that he's put in that for a man of such a young age, um, he played with a lot of confidence and he's also shown a real maturity in his performances. And that's the very pleasing thing for us.
0: It's a lot of pressure on his shoulders, though, if you don't bring in another keeper.
1: There's a lot of pressure on all us, you know, we know we need to win games for this great club and our fans deserve performances and they deserve us to go out there week in, week out and, and fight and roll our sleeves up to get three points. And as I said, there's a very focused group here at the moment.
0: Looking ahead to Coventry then, uh, how's the rest of the squad looking? Is there any other injuries that have cropped up over the last 10 days or so?
1: No, not at all. Um, Everything's uh, looking fine, you know, and uh, the lads, as I've touched on, they've trained really well, Um, and there's been a real uplift in the energy this week. Um, The guys are really, really focused. I think they've turned up another level, to be honest with you, and that's very pleasing. And they look aggressive in everything they're doing. And uh, I think there's a real focus going into this game at the weekend,
0: and and we're looking to to see maybe again some of the new signings, players who have returned on loan, Josh Caroma. Well, well you want against Man City, Joe Hungbo. Are there any of them likely to feature?
1: You'll definitely not see Waghorn, of course, Um yeah, of course. Due to the, the loan restrictions, which is unfortunate because he's he's been excellent since he's come in the building, and we're really lucky that we've got uh, three three four strikers there. Uh, competing for that one berth at the moment and we we have to not forget we'll have Danny Ward who's an excellent player to come back as well who's out injured and when he comes back as well the squad will be even more rounded, rounded again like you keep touching on um, and as I said we're always uh, looking to improve analyse the squad who's performing well day in day out and going into the games with good rhythm which is important
0: Yeah, Is it an opportunity tomorrow for somebody like Josh Karoma, who's, I understood, done well for the B team this week, um, say Joseph Hungbo as well, who's come in? When might we see them?
1: I think what's really good at the moment is the team's really natural in the way it's uh, picking itself. There's a real consistency there um, and selection at the moment, and we have to continue that. And uh, what I do feel is that if you're on the periphery and you're Looking to force your way into the squad or the starting eleven, then it's very serious. You know you have to really perform in the training, put huge demands on yourself, and that's the way it should be. And um, when I analysed the eleven the eleven games we've been playing in the training at the moment, it's the most competitive I've seen. Competitive I've seen, uh, for me and my staff since we've been in the building, and there's a real edge and aggression to the training at the moment.
0: And big opportunity to, to get out the bottom three this weekend as well.
1: Listen, we all know how big opportunity is, but like I've said the whole time along, we know where we're at, we know where we've got to be, and we know what our focus is, and we take it game by game. If you look too far ahead in football, it's got an awful habit of biting you on the backside. That's not what we're about. We just go through, uh, as I said, I, I always reiterate, we, we go through our process uh, every week, make sure that we're prepared. Everything we do, we do with professionalism. We never get too high when we're winning games like we did when we got the first time back-to-backs. And we don't get too low when we lost against Luton and also the way we lost our uh, goal in the last 10 seconds against Hull. You know? um, we're very focused and we're really looking forward to this game at the weekend.
0: That's great. Thank you for your time, Mark.
2: Mark, you mentioned that you you're still looking to add to the squad in relation
1: to Lee Nichols. Is is there likely to be any more business coming in after that? Yes, Steve. It's always a case in January. You know, it's a very difficult window, and we all know that. Um, however, what I would say is that the business we've done so far has been fantastic, and it's all down to the hard work from the recruitment team, Lee Brombe and and of course. Uh, Dave Baldwin with his, his experience and what he's done in the Premier League, you know, um, and the transfers have been really positive and they've gave everybody a real uplift and there's been a real energy about the building. And as I said, if we could do even more business on the last few days, we know that there's no funds available. So we've had to be creative with ins and outs. And uh, it would be wrong to speculate on other players and positions in the team at the moment. Because as I, as I keep saying, we are very focused on what we have in the building, and the lads have done really well to put themselves in a the position to come out of the, the bottom three this weekend. Yeah.
2: Okay. Um. I mean, it has been a couple of weeks since Lee's had his surgery. Is it just a case of, um, it proving a bit more difficult than than you might have expected to get that goalkeeper in?
1: No, Lee. Lee's, it's very disappointment. Not only for us, but for Lee as well, because Lee was a really in form and um, he's a big character in the group, he's a, he's a leader and we're very disappointed for him and we have to support him because he's handling this disappointment at the moment. Everyone could see him about the training ground, going around with the shoulder brace and so on. And it's never easy as a player when you're so active and you're uh, involved in everything, you know. Um, so we just got to focus on what we have in the building at the moment. What I would say is that Nick showed a real maturity and professionalism in his performances and we support him because that's what we do here at Huddersfield Town. We support our young players. We help them develop. And what's been the pleasing thing for me is that not only has young Nick developed in this period, we have a lot of young players who have developed and they've shown that they can handle the pressure situations that we found ourselves in. And it's going to be good for the future of the club moving forward.
2: I think you can see that in the the strength of the B team this week. The last couple of lineups, I think it was eight or nine players that have played first team football this season. That speaks uh, well of, of the state of the first team squad and gives you more options, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, we all discussed uh, how horrific our injury situation was earlier when I arrived at the club. But what happened is we didn't panic. We showed real uh, courage and bravery in introducing the young players but doing it in a manner which we didn't harm them because they always had two or three experienced players beside them who were uh, showing them and helping them along the way. And what's happened now is they've got a taste of it. And you know what it's like when you get a taste of things that you enjoy, you want even more. And there's real strength and depth in the B team at the moment. And everyone's pushing to be involved in the squad because they're really excited to be in the team. They know what a great achievement it'll be if we go and push up this table this season. From where we were earlier in the season, and there's a lot of positivity and good energy about the group at the moment.
2: As Catherine was sort of alluded to earlier, you've had goals from Josh Crowe and Mikhail Hudlin lately, um, and goals is still sort of the issue to to fix at the moment. I think is is there a possibility that those players, if they continue scoring
1: for the B team, catches your eye for the first team? What I would say is that um, it's important that they're doing well and sh- and showing that. Uh, uh, how could I say the quality that they have but we have to f- remember that there's a big gap from playing B team football to what I would say is one step from the best league in the world you know we know how competitive the championship is it's a strong league there's very aggressive defenders in there who defend very well on the front foot and uh, I just think that our squad shown really consistent levels at the moment, and uh, it's very natural in how it picks itself. And if you have to come into that uh, reckoning, then you have to really deserve it. And uh, as I said, the guys are pushing really hard, but it's a very settled starting eleven and squad at the moment, you know. So um, I don't see too many people breaking into it and not breaking into it in an easy manner.
2: Yeah, um, I <clears throat> can just pivot quickly to. Um, Tino Andrian, I know there were talks sort of about with Chelsea between Lee Bromby and Chelsea about his situation. W- what is his situation? And do you, I know you don't like to give timescales, but what's his injury
1: situation? Tino's got a serious injury and he'll be up for the rest of the season. Um, and as I said, like uh, the injuries we've had so far from the group, we always support our players. Um, Tino's went back to Chelsea as well because um, that's his parent club. And he'll be well looked after there from them and uh, i've had some dialogue with tino in recent weeks as well and it's more just to engage and see how he is to give him a pickup that he needs and uh, of course i'm very focused on what we're doing and the players we have in the building but it doesn't take the fact away that it was really enjoyable period with them seeing him being out there on the pitch in the marbella camp was excellent and gave everyone a real lift and you build relationships with these players you know and he's a very good person and uh, i wish him really well in his recovery and hopefully it's quicker than expected is that a
2: formal recall or is it just he's back for his recovery
1: i don't know steve you know he's back there for his recovery this often happens with the bigger clubs in, in english premiership that they bring their players back um, and they they utilize all the the how, how can I say, you know, they've got a really a good medical staff alongside what we have here, but they could really focus on Tino, you know, and ultimately he is their player um, and they'll deal with that and, and we're supporting them on, on the way he's going about his business down there, you know. OK,
2: and I will ask you about Pat Jones this week. I know you talked about him last week and your
1: your excitement. Is he close to, to a return at the moment? Listen, with Pat... Um, I don't want to build Pat up too much because everybody shows a real excitement about Pat and what he's done. And he's a type of player that could really lift the fans off their seat. And uh, he's got unbelievable speed and, and dribbling ability. And I think he'll really shoot the way we play where there's a lot of offensive transitions. And he takes the, the ball from A to B in, in in very short period of time, probably quicker than most players can do. And he's up there with the most talented players for me and the young players in this league. And we've just got to support him and build with him to make him stronger. And what he has done is he showed an unbelievable work ethic and real character at a young age to handle these injuries that he he has at the moment. And uh, he's got a very big future.
2: The way that the fixture is shaken out, you know going into tomorrow's game that a win get you out of the bottom three, even if it's just for a few days. Does that have sort of a different effect mentally at all, knowing
1: that you're going to rather than it being a possibility? Listen, we know where we have to be come the end of the season. Um, And we know that uh, every week we go in there and we focus on what we're doing in training. And there's real determination about what we've got to do. And... uh, I know it's a a big thing to come out the bottom three, but as I said before, we, we are attacking this game like all the other games. We're going there and we've got our match plan and we know what we have to do to win. And as I said, the team's playing with real consistency. And I always say we never get too high when we're winning games and we never get too low because we just go through the processes and we keep the guys really balanced. And what I will say is that there's a real energy uplift in the building this week. And there's an even more focused group there and they're showing real determination in the training. And for me, when we come back from Blackpool at the weekend and trained, it's the best session I've had with the group since I've been in the building. Obviously, we know Mark Robbins
2: quite well around these parts. What are you expecting from his side tomorrow? First time you've played them
1: this season? Listen, it's like all the, the teams in the league, you know, they're very organised, very professional and they go about their business in the right manner. And we always respect them. Um, and Mark's a very experienced manager as well and he's doing great there at Coventry and as I said we're really looking forward to the test at the weekend and the challenge that we face thank you very much
3: Stuart we'll come to you good morning
1: morning Mark how are you good morning Stuart how are you doing
3: yes good thanks um it's clearly not affected the squad from what you've been saying but um obviously this time last week everything was geared sort of physically and mentally towards Blackpool what what's it like when you you know you spend all that time building up to something and it yeah and it doesn't happen?
1: Listen, there's real adrenaline there in the group. Um, everybody's really focused, and we we were so desperate to go there and win at Blackpool um, to give our fans a, a great feeling. Heading back to Huddersfield and just just unfortunate due to the weather that the game was called off, and our kit man had called us early on and just said, "Look, Gaffer." the pitch is frozen, you know, there's no theory of motives there. Um, and we just have to deal with it. What we did do is we we utilised our day, we come back as a group and we trained excellent and the lads showed a real focused uh, training session and, and their levels of concentration were super high. And, and as I said, uh, it's continued this week, moving into this game that we'll have over the weekend.
3: So, so by the sound of it, you didn't want to sort of, treat it like a day off? You wanted to sort of keep keep that energy, keep that adrenaline going uh, and just power on through?
1: Listen, I think as all knows, by now I'm not a guy to be given days off. and <laughs> um, We're not in the situation to be given too many days off. We're in a situation that we've got to roll our sleeves up and show that real Terrier spirit that I keep touching on, which the club's famous for. And we've got to push ourselves and push each other Put big demands on each other and push up this league table. And as I said, when you're winning games, and uh, we broke that barrier down with the first time this season to go back to back wins, we need to break the barrier now to go three wins in a row, and then it's four wins in a row, and so on, because the team's capable of it and they've showed it in their performances.
3: And just in terms of your preparations for Coventry, have you tapped into Martin Waghorn's knowledge of them, or do do you just sort of
1: leave it to the analysts and what have you the thing with this uh, uh league is that we all know what the teams are about and we analyze each other you know and we play so many games throughout the season and uh the real luxury of of staying here is that you could go and watch a lot of the team's live because you're in this central area in england and you you're, it's not far to travel to watch the games and uh we're really looking forward to this test at the weekend um and it will be a good challenge because Coventry are a good side, um. But we're really focused.
3: And uh, I gather we're speaking to to Matthew Pearson later, we've all seen what a good player he is, and we know what a good leader he is. I just wonder. Um, he clearly does bring a lot to the club off the field. If you could just sort of put it put into words, what he's like is he is he one of those quiet leaders? Is he one who talks a lot to the young players? How how does he go about his business away from when we see him?
1: Matty Pearson's got all the attributes to be a top, top defender in the championship. There's no doubt about it. Um, What's impressed me most about him is the way that he demands standards from others. So he's almost like a second coach there on the pitch. He's constantly talking to players. He's constantly pulling them in different directions. And what he has a really good gift of is that he can give people a kick up the backside, but he is also the first guy to put the arm around them when they need it. And that's a real quality to have that in your character. Um, and as I said, we're absolutely delighted we'll have them. What we have to be careful is, is that these guys who have come back have been out for a very lengthy period, and they do need time and patience from everyone to let them build and build their fitness levels and build their rhythm, because we know how fast-paced this league is in terms of the amount of fixtures you play. And Matt is ahead of schedule, which has gave everybody in the building a lift. And we're really focused on this game of the weekend.
3: And just in terms
1: of uh, judging what's
3: too much to ask of him and what isn't, do you do you go off the, you know, mainly the science and the numbers? Do you go off talking to him as an experienced player? How do you sort of make, make that judgment?
1: I think it's just a case of getting a feel for each other, you know. Um, we have to be careful that we're not pushing the players too quick in terms of the rehab. And as I said, he's ahead of schedule, um, but it doesn't surprise me. Because of the mentality of the man, he's a strong guy, he's a strong leader. Not only is he strong physically, but he's very strong mentally. And he pushes himself and puts real demands on himself as a player uh, to get the best out of himself. But what he also does is he puts big demands on the others around the him, and he shows real focus in everything he does. And he's a pleasure to work with.
3: And just finally, for
1: me, I mean, he's, he's
3: clearly not the only one in the squad who who has that sort of demanding mentality. Does it almost look after itself in terms of them driving each other on? Do you, can you almost stand back in that aspect of of it and 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 allow the dressing room to to push one another on, maintain the standards that that you've set when you first come in?
1: Listen, everybody knows. nobody's made any secret of it. They, they all talk about us some of the hardest training sessions they've done. And what's happened is that they've put their cell on a different level physically. And as I've said before, if you analyse what we've done since we've come in the building here, there's no easy game against this team. It does no matter if you're playing teams in the top six or eight or the teams in the bottom. Everybody's going to have to earn the right to perform against us because we're strong and aggressive. And what we have done is we've done it shown everybody we could we could play like that without the big leaders in the team. And now that we have all the big leaders coming back and these important characters, it's going to be a different animal moving from now to the end of the season. And we're very fortunate that we've got experience with Lee Brombe, the equipment team. And of course they're experienced in the Premier League that Dave Baldwin has with his network to go and do the business. And they've been very creative for that and we're very thankful as your staff because these players deserve the help um, from the guys that have come in the building, because they've put themselves in a brilliant position moving forward now to climb this table.
3: Brilliant. Well, thank you very much
1: for your time, Mark.